1 Samuel chapter number 1. 1 Samuel chapter number 1. I tell you what, let's give our singers a hand. Amen. Let's give our singers a hand. They did an outstanding job this morning. And uh, I love talent. Don't get me wrong. I love talent. But I, I, I'll, I'll take the anointing of God over talent every day of the week. And I'm glad that the church we have here, uh, it's not just a church of, of talent, but I'm glad it's a church of anointing. Amen. First Samuel, the very first chapter in First Samuel. Y'all fellas will give me some heat on this mic back here. First Samuel, chapter number one. We'll, we'll, we will read one verse of scripture, verse number 20. There you go, guys. First Samuel, chapter number one, verse number 20. Now, don't get scared on me. It's 1127, and you'll be fine. But I normally don't do this, but this message, I was telling Brother, G Brother Zeke last night was here working at church. I said, I ain't got a clue what I'm preaching in the morning. I said, I got five brand new messages. I don't ever go with five new messages. Normally, I only go with one message because, well, it's kind of like if you got five pieces of Debbie Kate in, in a box, you don't know which one to pick out, amen? And I told him, I don't know which one. Uh, and I said, I'm just going to pray and let it come to me. And this message I wrote probably four, three or four years ago. Uh, was placed back on my heart, and I kind of recreated it a little bit, restructured it. And I want to preach this this morning. I feel like this is where we're supposed to be, the way the service is gone. Um, the songs, everything is lined up exactly for this message. And if you'll be attentive uh, just for a little while, we'll try to help you. First uh, Samuel chapter number 1, verse number 20. If you have your place, shout a big Amen. The Bible says this, wherefore it came to pass, uh, when the time was come about after Hannah had conceived, that she bare a son and called his name Samuel, saying, because I have asked him of the Lord. I want to read that one more time. Wherefore it came to pass when the time was come about uh, after Hannah had conceived, that she bare a son and called his name Samuel, saying, because I have asked him of the Lord. I want to preach on this thought this morning. There's a blessing in your pressing. There's a blessing in your pressing. Father, we love you. We thank you, God, for your many blessings of life. God, we thank you for the service that we've had thus far. God, every song has lined up, Lord, with what we'll preach this morning. Lord, and we thank you for those that have been obedient under your voice. God, but I still feel in my heart, Lord, there was somebody here. Lord, they needed to be obedient, and they failed to do so. God, I pray before this service ends, Lord, that they would be obedient. God, Lord, and if they leave this service, Lord, would they have another opportunity, God, to do what you had asked them to do. God, I pray that you take us, Lord, us being obedient, Lord, in preaching your word. God, would you fill us with your spirit and with your power, empty us of sin and self and fill us, Lord, this morning. God, would you anoint us afresh, help our voice. God, I pray in the message, Lord, God, may it go and pierce the hearts of those, God, that are here this morning. Help your people in Jesus' name we ask, and we do humbly pray, amen. Amen. You can be seated. Most of you here know the story 
of the lady named Hannah. A lot of times it gets used as a Mother's Day text, so to speak, or sometimes in a family uh, 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 dedication and things of that nature. A lot of times you'll see uh, the book of Hannah uh, preached and used, but there's so many applications to the book of Hannah and, or the story of Hannah here in the book of 1 Samuel chapter number 1. There's so many things that we can take out from uh, the beginning of her uh, of her battle with this thing and to the end where she gets blessed. And There's so many things you can pick out and apply it to so many different things in life, but there's a certain thought that, that I wanted to, to focus on this morning, and that's there's a blessing in the pressing. And just just to give you a quick update for those that may be a little rusty on this story, you know that this woman named Hannah, uh, she has a husband, and her husband's name is Elkanah, and she ha- Elkanah has two wives. One is Hannah, and the other is Panina. And these two wives are the the wives of Elkanah. Uh, Panina has the ability; she's been blessed in her womb to have children, but Hannah has been shut up in her womb. She's not been able to have a baby and, and the reason why is is the Bible gives us clearly and plainly that the Lord had shut up her womb. The Bible doesn't tell us why she, why the Lord shut up her womb but it just says that he did and so the, 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 the story takes place with Hannah being in a place of just aggravation. She's in a, she, why don't I why don't I get to have babies? Why does she get to have babies? And we find that throughout this story there's some things that Hannah did that, that, that allowed her to get to the place of verse number 20 that we read in you here in first. Let me say this. Number one, I want you to notice Hannah's position. If we look in verse number five, look what the Bible says. But unto Hannah he gave a worthy person, a portion, for he loved Hannah, but the Lord had shut up her wound. Number five, we see this in verse five, that she was barren. She was in a position of barrenness. She could not have children. The Lord had shut up her wound and she as, as much as they tried, they could not. I believe this is not the first time that we find Hannah praying for her for her to be able to have children. I believe this is something that's been on her heart for years that God would bless her womb. But no matter how much she prayed, she still found out that she could not conceive. Not only was she in a position of bearing, but she was in a position in verse number 6 of being belittled. In verse number 6 the Bible says this, and her adversaries provoked her sore for to her, uh, to make her make her fret because the Lord had shut up her womb. Now Miss Daniel, not only does she have to worry about being buried, but she's in a position now where she's being belittled. Uh, Penina, the other lady of Elkanah's wife, she begins to provoke her. She begins to belittle her, speak things to her, and, and and the reason why is, is because she was jealous. But there's something I want to give to you that's not really part of the message, but I want you to get this. What did Benina have to be jealous about? She could have the baby. Hannah was the one and Miss Luann, she could not have the baby. What was she jealous about? She's jealous of the fact that Hannah did not conceive the child, but Hannah got the double portion. She got the blessing. Panina got the baby, but Hannah got the blessing. And in times in our life, we've got to understand sometimes it ain't always about the baby. 
Sometimes it's about the blessing. And we find Hannah here, she's being belittled. This, this lady, Miss Luann, she is all over her. She is picking at her, making fun of her, probably calling her names. And, 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 and this, is, this is how the enemy, the preacher, why did she do that? The Bible tells us, it says, for to her, to make her fret, make her fear, to make her get upset, to make her get worried. What does that sound like? Sounds like the devil. In this book, in the Bible, in Hannah, we find where, where, where this story is a resemblance of what the enemy does to you and I. The enemy wants to make us fret. He wants us, us to get worried. He wants us to be in fear. He wants us to be scared. He wants all these things to happen, and he will spiritually belittle you. He, she's in a place of bearing. She's in a place of being belittled. Not only notice Hannah's position, but notice Hannah's pain. Look in verse number 7. The Bible says, And as he did so year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, so she provoked her, therefore she wept and did not eat. We see Hannah's pain. So now if you follow along with the story, we find where Hannah wants to have a child. She cannot have a child. And, 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 and her adversary, uh, this lady, begins to provoke her and call her names. And now it's went from being in a position of barren to a position where she's, where she's being belittled. Now it's came to a position where she's being broken. The enemy is now breaking her. Preacher, how do you know the enemy has broke her? Look in verse 7 again. Watch this. And as he did so year by year... When she went up to the house of the Lord, so she provoked, provoked her. Therefore, she wept, and she did not eat. Miss Sharon, she wasn't eating because she was fasting. She, was, she wasn't eating because she was broken. And what's going to happen sometimes if we're, listen to this, this, uh, this ain't deep, this is on the surface this morning. If we're not careful, the enemy will just say a few words to us. And he'll, he'll have us all stirred up. It'll just take one doctor's appointment, one bill, one family member. And we're so stirred up and we're so, we're so worried and we're so upset. And now we're starting to get belittled and we're bare and we can't get no blessing. We can't get none. And, and what begin to happen is you'll get broken. And when you get broken, you can't eat. The devil knows what he's doing when he begins to attack your life, he will begin to fight you to the point where you are so broken, you can't even eat. I'm not talking physically. I'm talking spiritually. Amen. Where it feels like even if you tried to eat it, you can't digest it. It comes back up. Hannah is in a place. I wish that we could have a video. I wish that we could have a picture of Miss Hannah as she's curled up in a ball and she begins to cry out to the Lord and the enemy has fought her to the point where she is absolutely broken in her spirit. The one thing that she wants more than anything is God just to bless her with a baby. But God ain't coming through and the enemy is fighting her and fighting her and she won't eat all she does is weep she begins to be in a place of complete 
brokenness. She's in pain. You say, preacher, what do you mean she's in pain? The Bible says, I believe it's in, uh, when she begins to pray. In verse number 11, she told, she told the Lord, she said to indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid. You know what that word affliction means? That means hurt. She is hurting. The enemy has fought her to the point now Hannah is in absolute hurting. She's in absolute pain. And that is what the enemy will try to do in your life. Brother Steve, he will fight us to the point where we're not eating anymore. He will fight us into the point, Miss Sharon, to where we're hurting. We're bruised. We're broken. But now it's starting to get even worse for Hannah because after she begins to be broken, she gets bitter. Not only do we see in, 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 in Hannah's pain do we see some brokenness, but look in verse number 10. We see where she's bitter. The Bible says this, and she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. She's bitter, Miss Lohan. We find a woman who is praying for a blessing. She's praying for a child. But the prayers ain't getting answered. The Lord ain't coming through. And now the enemy comes in at the perfect time and begins to belittle. And then that belittleness turns into some brokenness. She begins to feel hurt. She begins to feel pain. But she keeps that in. She takes, that, she takes the barren. She takes the being belittled. She takes the brokenness and she's stuffing it in. She's holding it down. She's not letting it out. And she's not praying. She's just weeping. All of that turns into being bitter. I promise you this. You listen to this preacher good this morning. If you don't do what we'll get to here in a minute, you will become bitter. And you won't get better. You'll get to the place where you're so bitter you hate church. The devil will make you so bitter you'll hate your husband. The devil will make you so bitter you'll hate the preacher. You'll hate your wife. You'll hate them kids. You'll hate everything. And all you're going to want to do because you're so bitter is to just get away. You say, preacher, no, nah, the devil ain't going to do that in my life. You think Peter would have denied the Lord if he really, if, if, the, if, the, if the Lord of hosts showed him a video of him denying the Lord, do you think Peter would even believe that? What about David when he was when he was slayed Goliath? Do you think if somebody would have came to David then when he was slaying Goliath and said, David, whether or not you know this or not, but in a few years you're going to forsake your own friend. You're going to have a baby out of wedlock. You're going to commit adultery and murder all in one night. He would have said, no, not me. But the enemy had his way with David. And the enemy is starting to have... His way with Hannah. Because we see Hannah's, we see her, her position. We see her pain. She's barren. She's belittled. She's broken. She's bitter. But now the tide is about to change. The tide for Hannah, Miss Danielle, is about to change tenfold. Because in one half of, 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 of this story, we find a lady who is broken and bitter. 
We find a lady who is barren. We find a lady who is absolutely being belittled. And she is in the place where she is so bitter in her spirit. She probably could have spat off at somebody. She probably could have fight that other girl. I'm talking she was bitter in her spirit. But then the second half in verse number 20 that I read in your hearing, we find a girl who's got her prayer answered. What made the difference? We see Hannah's position, Hannah's pain. Notice this thirdly, Hannah's pressing. Look in verse number nine. All right, now, now, now remind you this. She's bitter. She's in pain. She's broken. But in verse number nine, this is what the Bible says. So Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh and after the day they had drunk. Now Eli the priest sat upon a seat by a post of the temple of the Lord. And she was in bitterness and sold and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. And verse number 11, watch this now. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid and remember me and not forget thine handmaid, but will give me thine handmaid a man-child, then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall no razor come upon his head. Look in verse number 15, if you will. And Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but I have poured out my soul before the Lord. You say, Preacher, what's going on here? We find a lady who is barren, belittled, broken, and bitter, but now we find a lady who's battling. Brother Steve, she's in a place where the bitterness, she's fed up with it. The brokenness, she's fed up with it. The being belittled, she's done with it. And she's, she's done with being buried. Miss Hannah, if I could see her, I believe she went to the temple that day. I, believe, I don't know why she even thought she was going to go down there. I, I'm pretty sure she probably just was looking just for one little bit of hope, one little bit of answer. I believe she nailed down on that altar. And I believe she got in her spirit. And I, probably, I believe she said, I'm done with this bitterness. I'm done with this brokenness. I'm done with what the enemy is doing. See, what we've got to understand, and hear me good this morning, we've got to stop letting bitterness overtake us. We've got to stop letting brokenness overtake us. And it's time that you stand up and you start battling. You start. You say, preacher, I don't know how to battle. I don't know how to fight. The weapons of a warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty and they're pulling down of strongholds. You've got a weapon that you can battle the enemy with, and it's prayer. And if we'll start battling, Hannah said, devil, I'm done with you having your way. I'm done with this brokenness. I'm done with this bitterness. But it's time that I start battling. I believe there's some people here this morning that the enemy has fought you for so long. And you've just took it from, from then until now. But this morning, it is time that you start battling again. This is what we're doing, Miss Tabitha. We're fighting the devil like this. Oh, he throws something at me, let me block it. He threw something else at me, let me block it. I'm going to say this, you can only block so much until the shield's broken. Sooner or later, you got to throw something back at him. Preacher, what am I going to throw back at him? Well, let's look what Hannah said. Hannah went and started battling. What's she battle? She went and started praying. She said, Lord, here it is. This is what I got. This is everything. She said in verse number 15, she said, I have poured out. Preacher, what do you mean she poured out? 
She poured out the barrenness. She poured out being belittled. She poured out the brokenness. And she poured out the bitterness. She was completely empty. See, I hope this don't go over your head. But before you can ever get to where Hannah got to, and before you can ever start battling, you're going to have to get empty. You're going to have to stop carrying some stuff around that you carry around. You're going to have to let go of some problems. You're going to have to let go of some mistakes. You're going to have to let go of some family issues. You're going to have to let go of some, some mistakes, some heartbreaks, some mess-ups, some slip-ups. You're going, you're going to have to stop carrying that stuff around, and you're going to have to get empty. You say, preach, I just don't understand. See, I believe it's the Lord's desire to fill you. I believe it was God's desire to fill Miss Hannah. But he knew he could not start pouring until she started pouring. He couldn't pour in, Miss Luann, until she started to pour out. This morning, the Lord wants to pour in to your situation. He wants to pour in to what you've got going on. But you're going to have to start battling. You're going to have to start pouring out some stuff. We see that she battling. But in verse number 18 and verse number 19, Preacher, how do you know that that works? How do you know if I pour out and I just give it all to him? How do you know it works? Well, I'm glad you asked. Look in verse number 18. And she said, Let thine handmaid find grace in thy sight. So the woman went her way and did eat, and her countenance was what? No more sad. Oh, well, preacher, that's just, that's just coincidence. Well, look in verse number 19. And they rose up in the morning early and worshiped before the Lord. Now just picture this now. Let me, use, let me use your imagination. Here's a lady, Miss Luann, who is broken, bitter, been belittled. She's barren. And she's trying and she's trying and she's tried to get it right. She won't eat. She constantly weeps. Elkanah, when her husband, when he looks at her, he don't see nothing but a grieving woman. And she walks up to the house of the Lord one day, not to get some more bitter, but she went up there to start battling. Brother Steve, she took all of her worry, all of her doubt, all of her problems, and she emptied it before the Lord. She said, Lord, it's yours. I'm an empty vessel. And the Lord started to pull into her because when she started battling, she got better. The Bible says she left that day and was no more sad. You know what that tells me, Brother Steve? She went in with a frown. God turned it upside down. Miss Luann, she come in sad, but she left rejoicing. And then the Bible says that she gets up early in the morning. What does she do? She goes to worship. Now hold on a second. You say, preacher, she got her baby? Not yet. I know some of y'all don't like that part, but it's just the truth. She ain't, got her, she ain't got the baby yet. God ain't answered her prayer yet. She's still, she's, still, she's still basically in the same position she was the day before. 
The only thing that's changed is what she was carrying around. But we find her praising the Lord. We find her worshiping God. Even though what she prayed for hadn't been answered. See, I believe this. There's some people in here that's praying for some stuff, and before God ever answered, he wants to see some worship out of you. He don't want to, he don't, look, the Lord ain't going to say, well, I'm going to give it to you, and then you'll worship. He wants them to see some people who will worship before he ever gives it. We see this. Now, don't get scared on me, but point number four. I swear, I, it's my last one, okay? Don't get scared with number fours. We see this. Her position, her pain, her pressing, fourthly, her portion. Look at verse number, number 20. Verse number 20, wherefore it came to pass when the time was come about after Hannah had conceived that she bare a son and called his name Samuel, saying, because I have asked him of the Lord. We find this with Hannah's portion, she's blessed. Verse number 20, she is blessed. She gets the answer. From God. God answers her prayers and gives her what she stands in need of because she started battling. And when she started battling, she got better. And when she got better, she got blessed. Lastly, this once she got blessed, look in verse number 24 through 28. And when she had weaned him, she took him up with her with three bullocks and one ephah of flour. And a bottle of wine and brought him unto the house of the Lord in Shiloh. The child was young. And they slew a bullock and brought the child to Eli and said, And she said, O oh my Lord, as thy soul liveth, my Lord, I am the woman that stood by thee here, praying unto the Lord. This child I prayed, and the Lord hath given me my petition, which I asked of him. Look in verse number 28. Therefore, also have I lent him to the Lord. As long as he liveth, he shall be lent to the Lord. And he worshiped the Lord there. She battled. She got better. She, she got blessed. But now she's being a blessing. She took that baby. And she took that bullet and the ephah flower. And she went up there. To where she was first praying for that child. And she walked in. And, and that priest that was sitting there the day when she first prayed for Samuel. And she was pouring out. And, and, and Eli thought she was drunk. That same priest was sitting there that day. And here she come in. But she wasn't coming in alone this time. She was coming in with baby Samuel. And Hannah looks up to Eli and says, hey. You remember that old girl that was sitting out here on the right side of this altar, pouring her heart out to God? You thought I was drunk, but I wasn't. I was praying for a child. That was me. This is what I was praying for. And God gave it to me. It was so good. Look what he said at the verse 28. It didn't say, and she worshiped. It said, and he worshiped. God blessed her so much that he got worship out of her and then he got worship out of him. God wants to bless you for a reason. And that's so you can turn around and be a blessing. And if you'll start battling, you hear me good. If you'll start battling right now, this morning, you'll get better. 
I promise you, you will get better. And then when you get better, you'll get blessed. And then when you get blessed, you'll begin to be a blessing. And people around you can worship in that fact. You say, preacher, I just don't, I just can't wrap my head around this. Brother Tim over here had a pretty scary situation happen to him. And God touched his life. He didn't touch my life. He touched his. But Miss Tabitha texted me one day and said, you know, Tim's home. I just said, thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. What was I doing? I was worshiping him. He didn't do anything for me. He did it for him. But the Lord blessed him, and he started turning around being a blessing to me. I was worshiping him. I believe this this morning. I believe it with my heart. I believe there's some people here that's being broken. I believe there's some people, if they're not careful, they're going to get bitter. And the next thing they know, they're, 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 they're hating everything and hating everybody. And they're not the same Christian they once were. And the enemy is going to have their way with them. But this morning, if you'll start battling, preacher, how I do it. You come down here and you throw something back at the devil. You say, listen, I'm tired of getting stuff thrown at me. It's time I throw something at you. You throw him some faith. You throw him some prayer. You throw him some power. I promise you, you'll leave better. And then you mark my words, when you get better, you'll get blessed. Let me stand this morning as they play something over the intercom. What will it be this morning? Would you step forth? You say, devil, I'm going to start battling. I'm tired of taking it. This morning, I'm going to start giving it. I'm going to start battling. Preacher, I want to get better. Preacher, I want to get blessed. You'll have to start battling. What will it be this morning? And some's already come. Will you come this morning? Can't expect the blessing if you're not willing to battle.